welcome and thank you for tuning into the Family Office Solutions Group Masterclass Podcast Series. My name is Meredith Yowie, and I'm a director in the Family Office Solutions Group at UBS. The Family Office Solutions Group, or FLSG, is a dedicated team of specialists who work with our private wealth advisors to deliver holistic advice to clients of exceptional financial success. If you haven't already worked with our team, I encourage you to reach out to your private wealth advisor to learn more about the resources and capabilities. Today's discussion is the second in a two-part series on consolidated performance reporting, and I'm joined once again by Jeremy Langmoy, partner and head of client advocacy at Mirador. Jeremy is a subject matter expert in financial reporting solutions and leverages today's best-in-class financial technology to provide Mirador clients with premium reporting solutions. In our 101 podcast, which discussed selecting the right reporting technology, Jeremy provided an excellent overview of the kinds of decisions that require thoughtful consideration when choosing the right solution. If you missed that masterclass, we encourage you to go back to previous podcasts and listen to it, especially if you are just beginning your due diligence process. Today, Jeremy will walk us through various use cases for reporting solutions and the benefits associated with them. Before we start, I want to mention the following. Mirador is included within the UBS professional network but is not affiliated with UBS. Inclusion of Mirador in the professional network and the selection of this firm to brief clients on consolidated performance reporting is not a recommendation of or a business referral to Mirador. So with that, Jeremy, welcome back and let's get started. Do you mind just giving a refresher for our listeners about what Mirador is as a company? and how you work with clients on consolidated performance reporting. Yes, and thank you for having me on today. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed the 101 class, and I look forward to teaching the 201 class here today. Um, Mirador as a firm operates performance reporting systems on behalf of our clients. Um, so we're operators of systems rather than building, so we're not here to build any competing technology with the likes of an Adapar, a Black Diamond, a Slovis, or any of the other ones that we're going to discuss today. Um, our firm is based out of Darien, Connecticut. Um, we were founded based off the premise of our managing partner working at a private bank and running and operating and a performance reporting solution there. He realized at the end of the day, you need educated, dedicated resources to operate those systems. Um, and that's really where we were founded and started. Um, we're headquartered out of Darien, Connecticut. We have offices in Salt Lake City in Ireland. Um, and we service a global client base. Um, and that represents 120 clients today and a little bit over $125 billion in assets um, across single-family offices and wealthy families, um, wealth management firms, as well as endowments and foundations. Um, we are system agnostic as a firm, so we sit on the client side of the table, um, helping them through those technology decisions. So um, as we discussed on the 101 ep episode, um, it's not a one-size-all-fits solution. Um, a lot of it depends on some of the things that we're going to discuss today on the different use cases, family office structure, um, et cetera. So look forward to diving into that today. Thank you for that refresher. So building off the one-on-one -on -one session, today we're going to focus on and explore use cases for family offices and the benefits of performance reporting solutions. Before we hear some specific examples, can you describe some of the dynamics involved in these use cases? Yes. Um, yeah, as we discussed prior, um, there are a lot of decisions that, that go into this. 
Um, one of the top ones being family office staffing. Um, so whether you have a full-time staff, uh, you know, a part of an operating company, um, or whether you're trying to run lean. Um, and the second thing is usually family office structure. You know, are you a first-generation family? Are you on generation five? Um, you know, how many trusts do you have? Do you have grats? Do you have holding companies or limited family partnerships? Um, third being the investment style or strategy. So do you utilize one wealth management firm or do you have many? Um, you know, do you have a mix of liquid as well as e-liquid investments? Um, all of those categories kind of go into different use cases, use cases for different family office technologies. Um, so today I'm going to be, you know, coming from a lens of on the performance reporting side. Um, but that does tie into other core family office functions. Um, so many of the family office executives or wealth managers that are you know, listening to this today, um, I'm going to highlight a few of them, but I know there are many, um, accounting being one that I'll start with. Um, so whether that's a, a general ledger um, or they're producing actual financial statements in-house, um, whether they have needs for partnership accounting, um, tax and planning is always a, a core function. Um, wealth management, um, as well as on the planning investment side of things. Um, family governance is another one. Um, trust in different corporate administration. Um, and at the, the core of the other part of it is performance reporting. So that's really kind of aggregating a lot of those functions together to tell you, you know, how well are you doing, how well are you performing, how well are you allocating, and you know, where does that wealth roll up to and to, to different stories to tell. Um, there are other functions as a part of the core, whether it's bill pay or education or planning or you know, lifestyle or concierge-type uh, concierge services, um, philanthropy, you know, charity, any of those type of things. But um, the core kind of family office functions that you desire or that you have chosen will often dictate different use cases. Um, and I can touch on a, a few of those today. Um, so. Common use cases that we see are, you know, families that outsource investment management and accounting functions, um, but they need to aggregate, you know, data and information so they can gauge performance, risk, et cetera. Um, there are other cases where, you know, family offices will have an accounting team in-house um, and will outsource most of the investment management. So, you know, they'll maybe have an in-house accounting team, controller, um, but they'll utilize aggregated managers, maybe UBS and, you know, in-house privates or anything like that. Um, you know, a third use case could be an in-house accounting team and an in-house investment team. Um, so maybe they're using a wealth management firm for custody and other type of services, um, but are primarily handling, you know, most of the investments and accounting in-house. Um, you know, those are three use cases. Um, there's probably many more of them out there today um, and a lot of different kind of combinations between those things. Uh, which is why we, you know, as a firm, suggest working with the likes of a UBS Family Office Solutions Group or a firm like Mirador, um, just to ensure that you have the correct technology to match each family office use case, um, because everyone is usually different. Thank you for that. And as they say, if you've seen one family office, you've seen one family office. And, you know, knowing that the family's needs are multifaceted, the structure in which they build out the family office to meet these needs is, you know, different depending on the underlying needs of the family. So we see that all the time. So can you walk us through a use case for a family office requiring only a performance reporting system? And what are some of the associated benefits? Yeah, and I'll start off by saying most of these usually start with a needs assessment um, to discuss where the family's at today, where they want to be, you know, what are those their core functions that we just alluded to, um, and a lot of those are highlighted through that needs assessment. 
um, you know, a desire to have performance reporting to be that source of truth and to know how well they're performing and how they're allocating their wealth is often um, important to, to family offices today. Um, it, when they are having outsourced or they already have cover accounting tax and, you know, maybe wealth management, um, families will utilize performance reporting so they can aggregate those things together. Um, you know, I will point out there are firms like UBS and, and other wealth management firms that have reporting services in-house. Um, and that suffices for, for many family offices. Um, but there are some cases where, you know, families have complexities, whether it's multiple managers or, um, you know, how the family is actually structured, um, that need use cases for having uh, just a pure uh, performance reporting system, you know, outside of everything else. Um, so the benefits there are, you know, obviously, you know, you, you – you, you can't action item on something that you can't see. So by aggregating everything to today um, through a performance reporting system, you're able to build out that family structure. You're able to model in the different assets that you hold um, so that you can make better investment decisions based off those things or see better allocation views. Um, you know, many family offices are using legacy Excel or, or systems like that um, that make data management um, time and manually intensive. And so there's, you know, associated benefits with just moving to a, a newer technology. Um, so the list is long of associated benefits, um, and, you know, like we just said, not everyone's the same. So the benefit for one can be completely different for the other one. Um, but as technology, you know, as the technology landscape is moving quickly, um, family offices are, are able to, to aggregate those views together, um, you know, in a concise way to make planning better, to make a overall telling a story to the next generation, to, you know, the ability and the timeliness to make educated financial decisions. You know, all those things speed up um, by having a performance reporting system that you have running in-house and that you can, you know, utilize and customize as needed. You know, your firm works with a wide variety of family offices in this segment. Do you mind just sharing a case study from one of the families that you've worked with kind of to bring to life some of the comments you made in your previous response? Yeah, and I can take you through a little bit of a process that, you know, I would traditionally go through with a family office client. Um, and like I mentioned before, step one is that needs assessment. You know, talk through the current stake, talk through the current goals. Um, you know, step two, you know, during that is usually to ask some more probing questions um, so I can take a gauge of what are the possible solution sets. You know, what is the family AUM? A very delicate question, but, you know, it is important as we're talking about systems and some of them that have higher minimums um, or, you know, whether it makes sense to actually purchase a system in-house or to leverage a third party. Um, you know, where are the family's accounts custodied? Um, you know, we want to make sure we have data access from that point of view um, or, you know, figure out ways around manually entering or tracking those investments. You know, how the family office is structured. So do they have a family partnership? Do they have different pooled vehicles? Um, you know, those things all come into, you know, what system is, is possible. What type of investments do they have and what do they need to report on? You know, do they have liquid equity fixed income cash or do they have private investments, direct investments, loans, real estate, you know, multiple currencies? You know, all those things will go into, um, you know, the, the steps in the process we go through to, to kind of, you know, go through that information. Um, once we have that information, I'm better able to distill down what are the possible reporting solutions um, and then from that point, you know, we usually demo the, the two, three, four systems, whatever it is, and go through, a, you know, a more thorough RFP process to, to gauge overall fit, um, as well as cost, which is was always a consideration. Um, and, you know, final step, once you, you make the decision, then you get to the implementation and the, the actual fund starts. 
Um, so I can pick an example. Um, you know, let's the, let's just say the family's looking for reporting only. Um, you know, UBS is managing most of their their wealth and their assets, but they do have you know private equity and direct investments that they they manage in house. Um, a second generation family, and let's just say they have a, a pooled family partnership. Um, in cases like that, um, we most likely just right off the bat recommend a, a system like Adapar or Solovis. Um, you know, not many systems have the ability to handle the complex you know family limited partnerships or family pool partnerships that we see. Um, both of those systems allow you to view things at overall fund level as well as at the LP or entity level. Um, so you know that right there will distill the decision to point down to two ones to look at. Um, data feed connections is something that would pop up. You know, if they're using UBS, that would be a strong data feed. Nothing to really worry about there. But you know, if they did have a, a smaller bank or somewhere else that they were using, those things do come into considerations. Both of those systems that I alluded to, um, you know, do a great job of reporting on the liquids as well as private equity and direct investments. Um, you know, between the two, they're going to start to differentiate themselves on look, feel, customized reporting ability. Um, you know, both systems have great modules in there for risk and cash flow management. Um, so for clients that have private equity or direct investments, you know, being able to model out cash flows, um, you know, for, for planning or for to, to look at, um, you know, capital calls or, or funding process there. Um, and then from there, it usually gets down to price and, and feel for the family office. Um, you know, I personally have been really impressed by many family offices that we've been taking through some of those decisions have now started to take that a step further um, to look, be, you know, beyond the tooling and, and the feature set of the system, but to look into, you know, what is the company's five-year plan? How many developers do they have? Um, you know, what are they spending a year to ensure that this system is keeping up with, um, you know, the Joneses from that point of view? Um, you know, switching is hard. And so you need to go through these processes. You need to make sure you check all these boxes because, you know, changing systems is expensive, um, time-consuming, um, and it's one of those things that you want to make sure you're picking something that will, you know, stay with, with, stay with you for a while um, and that will, you know, facilitate your immediate needs. And do the users of these straight performance reporting solutions make up the majority of use cases? What's the breakdown you're seeing? Yes, I'd say about 60 to 70% of our clients are using, you know, what I would call like a pure performance reporting system. Um, and then they're usually integrating accounting um, or other functions into a kind of an all-inclusive offering. Um, many of the performance reporting solutions today have the ability to, you know, export whether it's you know, Excel or CSV files or have APIs that you can kind of push information in or out of the system. Um, so they're usually, you know, taking the performance reporting, using the data and the information that's aggregated there um, to facilitate some of the, um, you know, accounting functions that are happening in-house. Um, but I would say, you know, over the last year or two, there's really been an increase in the number of families that are looking for, you know, the integrated or all-in-one solutions, um, whether that's a full integration between a performance reporting solution and a GL, um, or whether that's a, you know, more integrated solution that provides accounting and reporting in one. Um, so, you know, that area I think will continue to expand. Um, uh, and as well as I've seen accounting firms and other firms, you know, similar to, to try to get into this area uh, because it is a, you know, in some cases unmet need. So for family offices who want a more integrated system that also delivers accounting support, who are the players 
and how do they differ from other systems? Yeah, so there are you know there are all-in-one solutions. Um, you know, I put a, an SEA archway or a fund count or an Eaton solutions um, that have the you know integrated ledger as well as reporting. Um, you know, some of the use cases for these are the family offices that are doing accounting in-house or have bookkeepers or a controller or an accounting team um, that you know they have the the brain power and the people power to to handle that. Um, you know, these systems can sometimes come at a premium um, to just purchasing a reporting system, um, or you know they will require the family office to staff up or to, to have people in-house that can operate those tools. So the staffing model obviously changed depending on what solutions that you end up going through. Um, most of the systems that I just talked about you know, have the integrated ledger. Most of them are multi-entity, um, which kind of matches the family office structure needs, um, allow them to customize chartered accounts and other information. Um, you know, some of them have more of a bill pay point of view or a more kind of, you know, family office operation point. Um, you know, Eaton's an interesting one that's, you know, an up and coming that has a lot of the integrated workflows behind those. Um, so taking a step further into, you know, how do you process a capital call when a new transaction comes in, who approves it, um, you know, so... And, and like I said, accounting firms are also starting to, to dip their toe into this. And, you know, um, with varying de degrees of success, um, you know, it, it is hard to do. Uh, accounting and performance reporting in one um, have differences. Um, but, you know, there, the, the quest of searching for an all-in-one solution is still out there. Um, and there are players, depending on how the family office use case is, um, that will, you know, fit their given needs. These systems are clearly really powerful. And, you know, I have a couple follow-up questions. Hopefully uh, you can keep up with some of the questions I'm going to ask uh, about, you know, your response. So first off, like, what are some of the operational aspects of these systems? You know, do family offices need to develop new or updated workflows to maximize their power? And then what are some best practices when implementing these systems? And depending on the system, can you kind of describe a few different workflow examples? Yeah, the operational aspects of, of these systems, um, they are powerful, but it does take a, you know, an educated, dedicated person, like we say, to operate them. Um, you know, one of the most oversold things by the, the reporting systems and tools themselves is it's two clicks of a button and everything's done. Um, in the real world, that's just not how it is, and so you need to make sure you have the people and the process in place to maximize every dollar that you're spending, um, especially in the family office arena where the checks are usually getting written directly out of the, the, the family money there from that perspective. Um, so depending on the system that is chosen, there's different skill sets that may come up. Um, so, you know, for accounting-type focused people, you know, TWRs and IRRs and risk calculations, you know, may differ from, you know, closing the books and reconciling transactions and, um, and cost data. So um, you do sometimes need to match the skill set with how the, the, the task and the operational um, practice that's happening inside the family office. Um, so prior to selecting the technology, as we're talking about these things at the family office, you need to ensure that, you know, one, you have the correct structure, and then two, you have the correct staff to actually operate the tool. Um, and, you know, oftentimes that does mean creating or updating workflows that you were doing in the past um, to maximize the ability of the technology to handle some of those workflows. Um, so there is a lot of best practices that, that surround those type of things. Um, it is sometimes hard from the family office point of view to know what best practices are. Um, sometimes it's just a, you know, you're one or two of, 
of many in those situations where, you know, as a firm, since we work with a lot of them, you know, we're always instituting, you know, different workflows or practices that they should be doing um, that should allow them to, to maximize their system as well as to, you know, make sure we have the right person in the right seat. Um, you know, I, I believe one of the questions there was um, some different workflow examples. Um, you know, I can touch on one, which is the capital call process. Uh, there's, you know, this can be handled in many different ways depending on the use case of the family office. Um, but, you know, for a family office that, say, has, you know, accounting outsourced and tax outsourced and they're using, say, UBS for wealth management, um, UBS may be in that case, you know, handling the private equity investment and sending the capital calls and, um, you know, processing the wires of different transactions. Um, in the case like that, if a family office has an in-house system, Really, all the family office needs to do is process the capital call. They're, so they receive it, they book it in the system, and you know, maybe at most they need to do a receivables, payables asset to make sure you know cash was was wired out in the correct time and the portfolio value didn't drop. But you know, other than that, that's a pretty straightforward process that can be handled. Um, when the family office has accounting in-house, or you know, they're they're managing um, the capital call process internally. They need to have different workflows to make sure that the wires are approved, that they you know, were sent on the correct day, that there was enough cash in the given count, that you know, the accounting team processed the correct journal entries, um, and as well as that the capital call is booked in the reporting system correctly. So you know, this is just scratching the surface on you know, potential workflows and the process items that need to happen, but you know, depending on how you're structured, you need to make sure you're, you're enabling the family office to you know, facilitate the overall goals of, of, of um, you know, preserving wealth or, ge or generating wealth, um, as well as to, to have a workflow that matches your people, matches your technology. I think my biggest takeaway from this whole podcast and you know, our discussion today is just that there's a number of decisions that need to be made up front to kind of identify the pain points for the family and what they kind of hope to get out of technology solutions, whether that's just addressing consolidated performance reporting or kind of having a more integrated solution that you touched upon at the end. And, you know, the other big takeaway is that there's a lot of due diligence needs to be done up front, but it seems like there is a solution out there to kind of, or multiple solutions out there to kind of address all their pain points. And, you know, I think, you know, over the past couple of years, there's been a lot more, you know, firms popping up, you know, help families solve some of these needs. So can you just give any kind of closing remarks? Um, and, you know, again, thank you so much for joining us again today. Yeah, no, I think that was well said on your end. Um, there's cases where you're, you know, piecing together different providers or piecing together different technologies um, in maybe a best-of-breed approach, and then there's some cases where they're looking for an all-in-one solution that, you know, handles everything from wealth management to reporting to anything else that's going to happen. Uh, you know, many times this depends on the desired staffing. You know, some family offices want to lean staff and some want to outsource, um, but some want to have a full functioning team in-house, and really, you know, some of it is, is it depends on the, the feel of the family and, and how they want things handled. Uh, but, you know, the UBS Family Office Solution Group does a great job at connecting all of those dots, um, and I'm happy to, to help in any, any way for family offices looking to navigate that technology landscape um, and some of those key decisions. So 
Thank you again for, for having me on today to discuss. So that concludes our discussion for today. You know, thank you to not only Jeremy, but everyone else from Yardor for the thoughtful insights and for being a great partner to our firm. I always appreciate how thoughtful you guys are in some of your comments and just being able to explain really technical topics and in a very easy to understand um, way and just also sharing some of the best practices and you know, some of the insights you've gleaned from a lot of the clients you've worked with in this segment. So again, to learn more about the decision-making process that goes into picking the right financial reporting technology for you, tune into the 101 session with Jeremy, which is also found on Apple and Spotify on the UBS channel. And to learn more about Mirador and the role they play in helping family offices find and operate the best financial reporting solution for them, you can visit their website at www.mirador.com. We hope you enjoyed today's discussion and please tune into future episodes. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients, UBS Financial Services, Inc. offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC-registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC-registered broker-dealer. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that clients understand the ways in which we conduct business, that they carefully read the agreements and disclosures that we provide to them about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review the PDF document at UBS.com forward slash relationship summary. UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG, member FINRA SIPC.